right. <laughs> Got my jizz right here. <laughs> Get away. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Autopod Decepticast. This is your weekly podcast that delivers a minute-by-minute breakdown of the 1986 Transformers movie. We are at episode 63, which means we're covering the one-hour, two-minute, and one-second moment to the one-hour, three-minute moment. Well done. Gosh. Or we could say 6201 to 63. I kind of like that. I kind of like sticking with the original formatting on that. I mean, yeah, we could do that. Well, I don't give a real, I don't really give a shit. This is your host Aaron and with me are two guys who put all their eggs in one basket <laughs> and count their chickens before they hatch. Please introduce yourself. I am Ryan and I put down that chainsaw. And listen to me. <laughs> I'm Caleb. And I dare to be stupid. <laughs> we did it. Quick question, though. Yo. Ryan has chickens. Do That's you true. really count chickens before they hatch? Uh, well, since I don't have a rooster, hope, I mean, I, I, unless there's some deviant who's impregnating my chickens, they, they should never hatch. Oh, that's right. Because you just have the eggs. Yes. They hatch and <laughs> it's got a Caleb face. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that horrible episode of Family Guy where the puppies had the face of like the the, the um uh, what's God damn it her father. <laughs> great, great. I haven't fallen apart at all. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about the last episode real quick. Uh, Grimlock forces the Sharkies to furiously flip flop against the five faced front office. Wheelie's bid to make more friends is successful as he delivers a ship unto Cup and Hot Rod. And we visit... Re- God fucking damn it. That's what happens when we record early in the morning. I haven't had enough talking practice. We revisit a hopeless scene on Junkion as the team gathers around Ultra Magnus's corpse. And that's where this scene really kicks off. So... Right at the top here, RC. I'm writing, it, hold on, I'm writing down the term talking practice. <laughs> I'm going to have to bring that back. You don't soon. feel like you ever have to do that? Talking uh, practice. I used to, I used to <laughs> I freestyle think... rap on my drives to work in the morning just to warm up my, oh. my vocal articulations. Uh, and get my brain going to interact okay. with people. Yeah. It's on, a thing. On, I was thinking of this the other day, like... Um, I like the like improv like games and stuff like that and but like when it comes to like having to rhyme or do music that is the hardest improv that could ever be like I could never I can't freestyle rap I can't do that it's not in my wheelhouse but um, I do like the idea I, there's a certain thing to talking practice you get in I the agree. groove of I like agree. it's the same difference as vocal warm-ups for singers or Leonard Nimoy in the bathroom for 20 minutes before true true, true. maybe before we do this again in the morning we all have a little round of freestyle rap. Let's do a cipher. What is that? That's a cipher. That's just when guys are kind of in a circle together and jumping oh. in and out oh. with their freestyles. Okay. Word. Used to Word. do it at Jim Ray's parties all the time. Word. I did that once. Okay. Um, I, I think he used to do it quite a bit. Yeah, um, he was good. Yeah. As I recall. Word. So uh, okay, we're kicking off this minute. 
RC, it says a line that is very uh, Galvatronian in its... Uh, I don't, oh, I don't yeah. know if there's any connection to it at all, but she says, first Prime, now Ultra Magnus, wh- what do we do? And Daniel's eyes start to well up, but then he notices the faint sound of... Roughneck Rapture. That's right. Motorcycle revving in the background. Finally. Uh, turbo revving? <laughs> Some might say. <laughs> turbo revving, young punk. Poor Daniel. Good he God. says, look! And a herd of motorcycle maniacs roar over the horizon line. And I mean lots. Like, mm-hmm. I, so I tried to count them frame by frame, and it was impossible. I got to like 17 or 18, but I'm pretty sure I didn't get them all because the cells overlap each other, and they yeah. seem to appear out of nowhere at a certain point. Needless to say, there is a lot of them. Finally. And we see Retgar, and uh, he delivers a, a line. He says, uh, Ryan, you want to try and deliver it? <clears throat> Don't look behind door number two, Monty. It's time to play End of the Line, my Valentine. Do-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-
Like, okay. oh, uh, I do sort of recall this. Go on. But Gynoid, the program was that they had like the he. he I think it was Himmler maybe that made it up, but like um, they were creating these sex dolls that were like 60% the size of a human woman, but you had to blow them up. And he like deployed them as a test market to like 50 soldiers, and um, they did not care for it because he didn't want everybody getting VD from French prosti- uh, sex workers. And um, it, it, why but, make them only 60%? I don't know. It's so weird. And like, um, I know that's the weird part. I don't know, to save plastic um but like uh they the soldiers did not like it and also felt sure. like if they got caught and they had a sex doll in their in their pack it would be very embarrassing and so it was a big failure obviously but i'm like i haven't been able to find any pictures of these but i'm like i would love to see what these looked like have you tried to look it up i have uh, almost every day if you got captured <laughs> with one of those would would they classify the doll as a POW? <laughs> <laughs> and then the American soldiers are fucking the doll, and then you're getting VD. This is going off the uh. <laughs> Yeah. So the final Retgar piece I'm glad I brought it is up. a reference to the 1963 U.S. Billboard hit De Du Ron Ron by the Ronettes, written and produced mm-hmm. by world-class musical talent and murderer Phil yes. Spector, who killed none other than Lana Clarkson of Amazon <laughs> Women on the Moon fame, mm-hmm. which stars the African-American Caleb Carter. Arsenio Hall. Indeed. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's Arsenio and, and, and Hall, that's Monty Wall Hall. of Sound. That, that's right. That song mm-hmm. simplifies the Wall of Sound. That's right. Go into that. What is the Wall of Sound, Caleb? The Wall of Sound is uh, a production technique that he... Got say, rich over? Got rich over. He kind of, in, he kind of invented in a way. Uh, it's an amalgamation uh, in the studio of... of lots of sounds going on at the same time. Horns, strings echo effects, percussion stuff, and it's just like this big, huge, multi-tracked uh, uh, aesthetic mm-hmm. that... Uh, Lots would, of stuff going on at once, is that the key to it? You would think it? it would not work, but uh, it, it did, and it, it had a really uh, good effect uh, to the listener. Uh, it's now kind of a nostalgic, romantic, uh, uh, a, list, it's, uh, a romantic, nostalgic effect. I think Ryan would really enjoy <laughs> it. Is. Absolutely. I've always, I mean, you always hear Wall of Sound credited Phil Spector. I don't know. I guess I never, I mean, I, I can, I can hear a Phil Spector sound and get it. Like yeah. when you listen into a late Beatles record or a John Lennon record or these old girl groups. But anyway, We'll move away from that while Caleb does more Wall of Sound references or research. We'll get back into that. At the, I will it, say, like, uh, just right here we're Retgar at the uh, one hour, two minute, 11 second point. Um, 6211. 6211. It's hard, though. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I can't believe I never noticed it until now that we're paused on it. But, like, that's weird. Like, he is, has some protruding nipples out of his chest. Oh, yeah. He has gun nipples. Yeah. yeah. It's you very... never see him use them. No. That would be awesome. But In fact, you that's... never see any of the Junkions use uh, guns at all. No. It's yeah, all they... melee weapons. Yeah, that's true. That is true. So the crew, uh, our crew, our Autobot crew, if you will, transforms and flees as this mob of uh, intergalactic one percenters make chase. We get a nice. great shot of one of the junk people whirling a rope-based grappling weapon and uh, just riding hard while facing oh, the that camera. Is I love this shot. A beautiful 6219 of uh, some unknown junkie on just uh, kind of yeah, coming the, at us. The, the background's in motion. 
the leaning over, the swinging yeah. the rope, the background that's animated. I will also say this is another situation where Perceptor is fucked because of his super specific alt mode. Yeah, I love how everyone transforms, but Perceptor <laughs> just has to run. Let me back this up and watch it because it's actually pretty it funny. It is pretty it just funny. Has to run everywhere. So, yes. so watch this. Okay. Everybody's coming over the hill. All the Junkions are coming at him. The Autobots are going to transform and run away. But Perceptor <laughs> just has to run. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still don't know. I mean, Poor Perceptor. You know, Megatron, when he transforms, he becomes small. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't see why they don't allow Perceptor, Perceptor to couldn't transform. just like jump into, jump into a car. I've right. that before. Or why don't they just let Perceptor hop into them at least and ride with them? But you know what? Perceptor, as we see, is still running. He's at keeping the up speed with everybody. Of RC and so Blur. that gets back to an earlier conversation. What's the fucking point of transforming if he can run just as fast? <sighs> I would say we keep bumping up against these existential <laughs> questions. Yeah. So the angle switches to the junkie on. This whole bit is And we great. see Blur, Perceptor continuing to run. They toss that grapple up at Springer. It wraps around him. Yeah. And then the junkie on tries to kind of reel Springer in, but mm-hmm. Springer kind of shifts his weight. He knocks the rider off balance. The animation on Springer in the helicopter mode at that point is really great. It is. It absolutely uh, so it knocks the rider off balance, it knocks him off his bike, and the riderless bike just slides toward us. Mm-hmm. What a great sequence. Yeah, so we shot. were talking earlier about the Sharktacons and how they had to kind of give up illustration quality in favor of all the action they had. But in this mm-hmm. scene, it feels like there's no sacrifice. Oh, yeah. they really You fo- get the illustration quality and the action. Absolutely. And, yeah, this that's why I love this sequence so much because it's, like, not only is the, the animation really good, but, like, it's interesting angles like that mm-hmm. uh, where he just fell off that bike and the like the the bike comes skidding at the camera and then like the tire takes up the whole frame it's really cool and this is uh the moment where we (laughs) we they like every time they get knocked down they like tag team the junkions i like that yeah it's like um okay i don't know if it's an agreement where it's like changing like you know if you're playing nintendo and you die you give the controller to your buddy (laughs) it's like but like yeah they they get knocked down and one transforms into the other and it's a good it's a good concept i I think it, it demonstrates their resilience and also their uh it's just a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's a cool gimmick. I have yeah. to imagine as young people, like our brains just boiled over with excitement when we cool. saw that. And we were like, just like, holy shit. And there's two instances of this where the, the one trans, one, the one uh, who was the rider transforms into the bike and the other one uh, jumps on top of him. And they jump in motion. And yeah. e- both of them are super cool like yeah. scenes where they jump as the guy and grab onto the bike as it's moving. And it's really cool and like kind of realistic. Do, the way they move. Yeah. Do they make the toys in a way where you can have one transformed riding the other? Yeah, absolutely. I don't have it. And we're looking at the KFC, I think, Keith's Fantasy Club version of the Junkions. And, uh, yeah, they can. I just don't have him. Tra- if I had sure. a, I've been thinking about transforming one of them into bike mode and having Retgar ride on him just to it would actually save mm-hmm. some shelf space as well. Cool. And the KFC is coming out with more Junkions. Can't cool. wait. Nice. I don't know when they're coming out, but I, they've released some visual, like some mock-ups and prototypes so maybe in the next two years kfc get on it i don't have enough shelf space for all my transformers that was that beast wars megatron giving me a a bougie put down yeah did you see the article about some guy in the guinness book Uh, there was an article that came out uh some uk publication where he has a collection of over two thousand 
Transformers. I saw the headline. I did not click through it yet. It Allegedly, the biggest collection of Transformers. Yeah. Wow. I didn't see that. I, I, cool. I don't want to. I, I can't elaborate on it. <laughs> did, did, did you see it? No. Okay. Well. <laughs> Moving on. Great. So now at about the sixty-two thirty-six mark, we see a great shot of Blur mm-hmm. riding down the middle of the screen with a rider on both sides of him. Uh, they produce a net and toss it upon him. And, well, that fucking... Almost immediately fails. Dog, don't hunt at all, because Blur <laughs> rips right through that shit. The, just talking again, sorry to keep gushing about the animation, but I love the net animation, mm-hmm. like a great net it's, illustration. That's complicated. It, yeah. Yeah, like, that's crazy. And it's, it's just fun to pick out these little details. Great line work, great motion... Because that's definitely something that now would have been computer generated, sure. and it's just like the I can't imagine the Maybe animator spin, that hated his day. life, yeah. like animating that net because day, like oh god, god damn, <laughs> a great result though. So um, at another, we've got another dynamic front facing shot here at around sixty two forty one. We've got RC with uh, Springer is in the sky behind her. She's surrounded by riders. One is pummeling her chassis, mm-hmm. leaving sparks flying. It's also weird to imagine, like like Springer or any of them don't have offensive weapons, like missiles or anything. Or well, and I feel like well, the Autobots would... did in the G one cartoon. On, they, the, on their cars, like lasers, like they would shoot lasers out of their fucking headlights sometimes. Yeah, obviously to. RC here does have an offensive. It's weapon. true. We we have a, um, a classic Transformer accessory spotted in the, <laughs> right here. In the spirit of Transformers, can make any kind of convenient equipment appear just any time from anywhere in their bodies. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> a side panel opens up from RC's front right quarter panel, unveiling a spike, a spiked. A spiked James Bondian mm-hmm. type of uh, yeah. Very type of spy weapon. hunter. <laughs> it extends into the spokes Ugh. of the motorcycle, causing the whole machine to flip, sending the rider Buffing flying. So it seems like the Junkions aren't the only beings aping from 60s pop culture. James Bond? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, sorry, moving on. <laughs> so again, great animation. This scene also reminds me a little bit of uh, Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade, that part where... Sean Connery sticks the thing in the thing. This whole sequence, yeah, yeah. this whole sequence for me. I mean, that one part, yes, but the whole sequence for me with these uh, barbarian types mm-hmm. uh, on motorcycles attacking these cars reminds me of what my favorite movie of all time, The Road the Warrior. Road Warrior. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. it's funny you mentioned that Caleb because uh, that is actually talked about in my script really mine too no shit yeah Yeah. okay let's let's continue (laughs) (laughs) for me it's only briefly you guys are going to be like okay like so uh, we see so that causes another flip wreck Mm -hmm. and we're going to see another tag team one guy transforms into into motorcycle and the other guy turns into a robot the uh, we see that the rider's arm was torn clean off so now not only do these guys each transform into each other's cars we see that they quickly repair themselves and then get back on to business so he reinstalls his arm uh, then these two do the little flipper skipper transforming into the respective alt modes this and right off to rejoin like he, the rumble. grabs like the right handle and then just slides oh, himself onto go. the bike and it's awesome. And yeah, this new ability that we've now seen where they can put themselves back together and just shrug off damage. Um, and I mean, I'm sure that won't come back in any way. Uh, <laughs> but like, uh, I, I, 
I kind of start thinking about it. It maybe you know it must have evolved from the fact they live on a literal planet of junk and they have to kind of reuse everything right. and make the most out of. But uh, they do it so quickly. I guess yeah, it's almost like how you had to be able to like take apart an AK forty seven and clean it in like ten seconds yeah, or like, something. It's tr- that's a good analogy uh, because uh, I do feel like this is the Soviet block of the Transformers universe. Is very nice. junky on. <laughs> Oh, man, we are the kings of metaphors. Mm -hmm. So in case your eyes don't work, Springer at this point explains, (laughs) it's not hard to knock them down. It's getting them to stay down that's the trick. If you're blind (laughs) and wonder, need us to explain what's happening in the movie. (laughs) So, and then at the 6255, we see RC again surrounded by at least five of these uh, Junkion riders. And RC Mm. agrees they're indestructible. Daniel adds an additional point of concern, and they're everywhere. Absolutely. And the minute ends with dozens of Junkions emerging and from the garbage, all ready to tag in and do some damage. Go on. I'm glad you paused it there. Where, yeah, were you going to talk about that? At the, I, guess, I wasn't going to, but I get. And I'm, I'm assuming. I don't know if that's an animation error, but we see Retgar. I don't think it's an animation wreckage. error. I think it's they just, just like, all look the same. They kind of reproduce each other's. They're almost like. And sweeps or uh, color scheme. or like the seekers and i that. don't know for sure i don't think this is an, a reframe from another from earlier in the movie when they pop out but yeah if, at the very end of this minute uh 58 seconds uh on the far right is retgar pops or a clone of retgar pops out of the right. uh, uh out of the junk it's as if there's like maybe 10 different models and they mm-hmm. all are... How many different models reviews. are there in the movie? Like well, I don't that, know, but variety? as we're at the end of the minute, I can comment a little bit more on Junkions. I've done a little Great. bit of Junkion yeah. research. And uh, I don't know how many... There, there's probably about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's nine or ten. There might be some models that are unnamed, but there's at least nine named models... You have Junkyard, Scraphead, Rubbish, Hazmat, Recycle, Grease Stain, Trash Bin, Wasteoid Gamma. Wasteoid Gamma? Oh, that's a good one. And in the in, not seen in the movie, but seen in the television show, there's a female Junkion named Nancy. And then, of course, there's... What? A- Wait a minute! <laughs> I know, that's... Wait a minute. That's really- Hold on a second. I mean, uh... <laughs> I, maybe they felt like it would be sexist to give her some kind of trash no, name. No! I don't know. That's but- the opposite. Yeah. What you did was sexist. Like, <laughs> Just a woman's name. <laughs> and a very generic one at that. Nancy. My apologies. We have apologies to Nancy's. Garbage Omega. Nancy. I love it. Trash well, heap fuckhead. What's your what's, what's your female junkie on name? Serviette. <laughs> Napkin? Napkin. Doily. I don't know. Doily. Oh, I don't know. Um Garbageta. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> These are all sexist. I, I, I was yeah, not prepared you, to come up with no. to be to be pitching female junkion names. Um, Washboard. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, here we go. Uh, I should have mentioned that uh, when these guys appeared over the the kind of horizon line, that's at the point also. Uh, big omission. Sorry that Weird Al Yankovic's Dare to Be yeah, Stupid. Yeah, we glossed over that. How did we totally skip over that? Um, and so, just to talk about that for a minute or yep. two, and I think we might have covered some of this earlier, but uh, so Dare to Be Stupid is, of course, not a direct song parody, rather mm-hmm. a style parody. Yeah. Caleb, do you know what band that that uh, is being parodied? Yes, I do. Yes, that would be the band from Akron, Ohio. Devo. Ah, very good. Uh, allegedly, uh, once 
Weird Al had recorded the song, he went over to Mark Mothersbaugh's house and played it for him. And allegedly, Mark Mothersbaugh enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a nice. I think it's a nice homage. To yeah, him. I was reading about that too. Of like, uh, he said that he really liked it, and um, it was like, oh god, that's almost better than our styles. It's like I was like, I don't know if you're you mean you're gushing a little bit, but like it was nice that he enjoyed no, it, was, it and didn't was wasn't like fuck you, buddy. Right. In the same way that the Red Hot Chili Peppers did not enjoy Weird Al's <laughs> uh, interpretation. Well, that's just dumb. There's some footage of Flea going. I heard it. And you might recall it's the bedrock anthem Yabba Dabba Do Now song. Mm-hmm. And, and Flea basically is like, I like Weird Al. And I just thought that his version of our song was pretty bad. Or Coolio. <laughs> well, well that's, that's kind of a different... That's a historical... Uh, well, and that a one... Beef. That I one's saw. weird because Weird Al... I trust Weird Al. I mean, I'm sure it's a communication error to one degree sure. or another, but... I would he does th- not have a history of being a shithead. <laughs> right. most, most artists would agree that... I should... That's a big generalization, but... Mine, I would think that an artist, if you, if Weird Al was to cover your song, that's when you know you've made it as an artist. Like if someone parodies your song, with Weird Al parodies. Yeah, who's been in the business a, for that's a 30 years. That's a compliment. Coolio was taking so. his song really seriously and then also potentially <laughs> being untruthful about the nature of the business engagement with Weird Al because I don't think Weird Al would have launched it without permission from somebody in Yeah, I, th- I think maybe it was it genuinely was a communication error where mm-hmm. like Coolio was not down and like his business uh, associates or whatever had licensed it and he, he did We're talking about this as if everybody is already familiar with the situation no. <laughs> <laughs> but I assume they are. It's a pretty well documented There's an thing. opposite thing uh, where Weird Al parodied a Lady Gaga song and Weird Al went to the publicist and the publicist said no way mm-hmm. and and so Weird Al released it for free online, and then Gaga hurt Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga, heard it, <laughs> and she was like, "Yeah, this is fine. Yes, I like this." And so where there was a communication issue, where the, the publicist turned they're down overly Weird protected. Al. Yeah, just to like to, but, just, just... I like how though with Coolio. Uh, the publicists are like, yes, please send this out there. Uh, <laughs> it's the opposite of the Gaga yeah, situation. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> for the Coolio, it was Amish Paradise was the parody, and right. uh, Gangster's Paradise, and um, Coolio was not down with it. And um, I can kind of understand because I think he, he really took that seriously. He was like, it was a, uh, like a, a, he was talking about something that I think he, you know, genuinely cared about, and like the he was talking about money and the power and. Yeah, and it was something minute after it, minute and hour. It was hour, a hour. it was a serious song, and maybe he just didn't want it parody. This, this podcast is minute after minute. <laughs> by the way. Solidarity with Coolio. Anyway. Sorry, Ryan, go ahead. I'm done. <laughs> Sorry. So, in an Ask Al interview that I uncovered, Weird Al revealed at long last the riveting story of how Dare to Be Stupid wound up on the Transformers the Movie soundtrack. I'm very curious to hear this. Uh, Weird Al said, well, the Transformers soundtrack came out on Scotty Brothers, so oddly enough, there was a bunch of Scotty Brothers artists on there. I think I probably got a phone call saying, hey, we're going to use one of your songs in the movie if that's okay with you. And I probably said, sure, why not? Hey, how did you get this number? <laughs> Is that's Weird it. Al on Scotty Brothers? He was at this yeah. early point in his uh-huh. career. Okay, I see. Along with basically everybody on the soundtrack. Interesting. Including uh, Stan Bush. Because this song is the B-side to either Dare or The Touch, as I recall. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Wasn't that something that uh, Ernie had that uh, was a 
Well, we're gonna have to search the archives. Yeah, Skeeter. He, he yeah he had a, a the like it was a demo that had just it was just a, a, an I don't actual... think it's a demo. I think it was the single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, um, I don't know music was, terms, guys. No, that's <laughs> right. no, I remember him talking about that. Now. Mm-hmm. So during his concerts, uh, he uses clip. So he was also so obviously he's supporting Retgar in this movie. Weird Al is on the Transformers animated show, which came out in like I believe the early mid two thousands. He voiced Retgar as a character, and he oh, actually uses uh, scenes from that episode that he was in. Uh, playing uh, Retgar in his background animations for when he plays Dare to be Stupid. So but not when we saw him, <laughs> so because Al we has, saw the stripped-down so, show. So Weird Al has been a voice actor for a Transformers-related animation? Correct. Fascinating. I did not fucking know that. I'm mm-hmm. sure that a lot of our listeners are like, how did you not know that? Well, we're not talking about... We are talking about me here, so... Caleb. Yeah, the, our everyman. Yeah. Our, our man on the street. <laughs> our everyman or no one at all. <laughs> So here, is, this is the version of Retgar that was cool. Uh, we'll put this up put on the that site. Up on the website that was voiced by Weird Al, and maybe, he has a Decepticon symbol. I think he was. I don't know if he's a true. Like I don't. I haven't. Wa- I've been watching. I haven't Trans- watched this version. I've yet. been watching Transformers animated, and I'm only through season one. And uh, I think he's a season two character, so I don't know the the background on it. Let's see, Weird Al. Transformers animated uh, video. <laughs> That's the specific scene that he. Uh, well, I guess it's just a clip of stuff. <laughs> I wish we were actually seeing just more of the television show, but I think you guys get the picture. I think he turns into a dump truck instead of a motorcycle. But it's a nice homage. Mm-hmm. All right, we get it. All right. So uh, he uses that clips from that show in his uh, tour, but not our tour. Well, this was a different That we tour, saw. Though. Yeah, it was yeah. A different it was awesome, tour. though. It is awesome. It was great. I will say I agree with you, Aaron. I wish that he had played Dare to be Stupid the way that it was in the movie, but, you know. Whatever. It's what fine. are you going to do? You know, Weird Al, you can do whatever the fuck you exactly. want. Absolutely. I think you've earned that right. I think he has. And it was a great show, and I have no regrets. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had one more thing about um, uh, the Dare to be Stupid. I've started watching the minutes at half speed. Mm-hmm. Like, after I watch them full, I, I go through and watch them at half speed. And Dare to be Stupid at half speed sounds real weird. Like, it's um, kind of like I wrote... Um, it sounds almost like it's in minor key, like an industrial rock sound, which I'm sure none of neither of those terms is right. But it sounds very strange. I don't know if you want to mm-hmm. like just play it real quick, but um, I don't know how to do it. Have oh, you, ever... you just play the movie at half speed. Right. Oh, you you muted it. It does sound kind of Trent Reznorian, Ryan. I think your industrial thing yeah. surprisingly astute for your <laughs> yeah, yeah, musical it. ignorance. <laughs> I'll drop that in. I mean, seriously, this is the next Nine Inch Nails jam. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
So, uh, I think it's time for. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is Aaron speaking on script deviations, and you'll recall that uh, I I go first, and I cover some deviations that are kind of close in, you know, a draft or two away from what we see on screen. Ryan's going to go next, and he covers a version of the script that's quite early and generally quite different from what we see on screen. So I'm going to kick things off. Really, all I have is an interesting script note on the Junkions. Um, pretty much everything we see on screen is in the script, but here's what the script says about the Junkions. Junkions are an interesting species. They ride themselves. <laughs> that is, the Junkions ride transforms of themselves. That's their typo, not mine. So that if their vehicle breaks down, the driver will become the vehicle, and the vehicle will transform to become the driver. They are gibbering, singing... Almost a wild kind of junk rock <laughs> war cry song, like which, like their language, is constructed of bits and pieces of the museum junk of our culture. A humorous, aggressive song which makes a surreal kind of sense. Slice them, dice them, and that's all, folks, or your money back. Wow. Which made me think, uh, if our, our friend of the show, Close Kuntash, mm-hmm. if you ever have the time for a side project, Junk Rock, starring the Junkions, would be something I would fund on Kickstarter. I mean, partially fund, not <laughs> totally, totally fund. I don't have all the money in the world here. So, And then Caleb will also like the fact, and I think Ryan was going to mm-hmm. go into this maybe a little yep. bit, that the script describes the action we see on screen as Road Warrior-style chase. Okay. So they've, they've taken it directly from <laughs> sure. mm-hmm. the movie. So you're right, yeah. That, that. So my lo- the love of my favorite movie ties into this movie. Yeah. That's amazing. And I didn't even pick that up until I read the script, but I mean, obviously, since that's your favorite movie, that makes sense, and I guess it did translate well to the screen. Awesome. Good job, everybody. Ryan, what um, have you got for us? Yeah, so um, <laughs> we, at my point, we're looking at Ultra Magnus's remains, and um, Daniel has said, Ultra Magnus, uh, he sacrificed himself for the rest of us. And uh, Springer puts a hand on Daniel's shoulder and says, He loved existence, Daniel, but he loved us and the future of Earth even more. <laughs> Which is the existence? clunkiest dialogue I've ever Can you ever. imagine that at a real funeral? Like, when Caleb dies, yeah. I'll, I'll give a eulogy. He loved he existence. Loved, he loved to be alive. Caleb Living was good did. for him, <laughs> and now he doesn't. <laughs> and I, then, but I'll, I'll I, my, the ghost of myself will be thankful that I'm not around to hear that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> We're not coming to your funeral. I'm not inviting you to my funeral. <laughs> I'm not, I wonder if you could make a guest list for your funeral. <laughs> Or specifically have instructions in your will. This person is not allowed. I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's sure. possible. Um, okay, so Blur comes in agitated, very fast, very nervous. The time for mourning is not at hand. There is no occasion now to look back and reflect on the meaning of life or anything else. What? Yeah. Perceptor says, what are you trying to say? Blur point, turns, points off, them! And the them that he's pointing at is Rekgar and an army of Junkions as they are moving into battle array. Um... At, at our friends and the shuttle, which I was like, oh yeah, the shuttle hasn't been destroyed in this version. The Junkions are on motorized tricycle-like vehicles and cut down junk-built buggies and tanks a la the vehicles in Road Warrior. Mm. And they are gibbering, singing almost in a wild kind of junk rock war cry song. 
like you said, Aaron. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, all right, I can see it. And then it basically, Rekgar's lines are exactly the same as here as we see on screen. Um, and then we have a Road Warrior-style chase, and there is a Junkion with a Nazi-type st- Nazi helmet. And um, he r- runs along and then uh, alongside Springer, throwing the grappling hook, basically the same thing there. And um, Springer knocks him down. Daniel says, way to go, Springer! And um, But Springer says, hold the congratulations, because as the uh, guy who gets knocked down keeps skidding through the roadside junk, the junk starts sticking and restructuring itself around him, so he starts rising up, still skidding forward in a new humanoid junk body shape, fully mm. operational. So instead of like actually like reattaching an arm, he is actually building, rebuilding himself with the junk that he is smashing into. Yeah, kind of like like a nanotech kind of thing, I like guess. A snowball sort of situation, Which, rolling up a hill, but except a junk ball turning into a robot. Or down a hill, <laughs> on flat ground. Yeah. Which the way they did it, I mean, they, they did a stripped down version of that. Basically, you couldn't really, I mean, you could animate that, but it's very complicated. Like, I guess the way they did it is just, well, you can stuck, stick our arms back on. Right. Um, and then on RC, uh, a, a junkie on in a steel turban with a cobra head in the center, which feels a little racist, <laughs> starts coming at her. Um, but she bounces him off again. They re- he rebuilds himself, and she, that's where she says they're indestructible. And it Sounds like Serpentor. Kai, oh no, Serpentor didn't have a turban on. He had the cobra okay, hood right. thing, yeah. Which also had an additional cobra at kind of at the tip, didn't it? <laughs> and that cobra had another cobra. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, uh, Daniel skids, stopping his exosuit as he reacts to what's ahead, where he says, they're everywhere! And then that's where the junkions rise out of the junk, and that's where that minute ends. All right, amazing. How about uh, we get right into the... We can... I'm the ghost of the iconic moment! <laughs> you know? I don't really have much. It's hard to identify because the whole scene is iconic, oh, yeah. right? It's a fight that, you know, yeah. the way we watch the movie has been teased for literally months. Mm-hmm. So it all is just kind of like a big... If there's oh. one particular part of that melee, it's... it's... It is like you pointed out earlier with the animation of that that motorcycle wrecking and kind of skidding towards the screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they're demonstrating that the, the, the capability right. of, of switching roles. Yeah, but yeah. I'm surprised That's Ryan good. didn't bring up top and bottom in this whole thing. Oh, Caleb, why did you do this? It's a real missed opportunity. Mm, they're, they, they're, they switch them up. You're not they're, normally the one to set this up, Caleb. You don't work blue. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Oh, I was just gonna say I would agree. I, I agree with Caleb. Like the the reveal, um, you know, of them ro- roaring out is great. But like w- when they get knocked down and trade riders, top to bottom, um, that is that's. I mean, it's it, it's really interesting. Like they're a very interesting and creative group. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's something you've never seen before. And um, I don't know. I, Do you think they're in the S and M? You're really trying to like bait me here into talking about sex. Um, sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, poor, poor Nancy. She's the only. Oh, Nancy. poor, poor Nancy. Nancy. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's like just. I, I think it's just a really creative and interesting idea that we've never seen. It is like it's something that's different. Of like uh, they they trade riders. They have interchangeable parts. I mean, it, it's kind of like kind of like a crash test dummies kind of thing. But it's. It, I, 
like just I I don't know I keep saying creative but I, I think it's just something I've never seen in any other uh, yeah. form. It's unique. Yeah, unique. A is great way to word. extend the idea of what a transformer can be. Mm-hmm. So with that, next time on the Autobot Decepticons. <laughs> <laughs> We've got more Autobot junkie on action as the Autobots try to check out of Chateau La Trash. <laughs> and the Wild Boys from Quintessa make quite the entrance as our full team regroups. The boys are back in town! The boys are back. The boys are back. I know music. So listen to the show, everybody, on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and tune in. Follow us on our social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all of the Mad A Pod Decast, and of course, the web presence, autopoddecepticast.com. Certainly some Weird Al stuff. Absolutely. Certainly some Transformers animated stuff. Road Warrior stuff. Mm-hmm. Road Warrior stuff. I've got, uh, I can send some links to some animation models and names of some of the... Uh, the Junkions? Yeah, the extra Junkions. So, Nancy. Uh, <laughs> old Nancy. <laughs> I, I wonder if it's based on Nancy Reagan. <laughs> Nancy Sinatra, I think. Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, good reference. Maybe Nancy Drew. Uh, Let's talk more about Nancy. I think I'm out of Nancy's. Um, all right, everybody. Uh, iTunes users, please rate and subscribe. Bye, sorry, please. Talk to you later. Bye, bye, bye. chapel this morning with, uh, you know, in a hurry this morning and didn't have my morning constitution before I left the house. So I was, so I, yeah, so I was up there and, you know, so this is a, a chapel out in the middle of the country and it's got an outhouse. Oh. So, and it had, and that outhouse hadn't been used in a year. So I, <laughs> and I had, I had to, I mean, I had to take care of business. It, it had to be done. And so, um, I had to. I opened the door to this thing, and there was like spiders and cobwebs. Oh everywhere. my god! And I, I, saw, I feel like that I'm is a so... notorious place where black widows hang out. Like people, like in the days of outhouses, a common place to get bit by black widows was on your nutsack. Yeah. So <laughs> I uh, that did not happen to me. To preface that, but uh, as I was, so I went and got a broom real quick and like just stirred the broom around in the room to get the cobwebs. So get the and get the spiders was, all active. And while I was doing that. A field mouse popped out from behind the door and then ran and jumped into the toilet. Oh, no. Well, they're not like toilets. They're no, I know. Right. It's, it's in the ground, yeah. So, but but it, you got to sit down there. Well, I squatted pretty much. I didn't have my butt. So you pooped on the mouse? I think he was probably smart enough not to look up at my well, ass. Yeah, but I mean, uh, there's, there's well, still a mouse in there. Yeah, but like the outhouse, up. like... The, there was plenty of room in there. There's the lots of room. Is, is it just turn. plopping down on the ground? Basically, yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, in, inside those outhouses, there's just a chamber in there that right. you mm-hmm. into, and, and then you periodically like cleaned it out, out, which was actually a job uh, back in the day. And they called like I mean, you could use it as fertilizer. They called it night soil. Yeah, it's still which old. is an awesome name for a band. Night soil. Hmm. Until somebody researches they your band. No, I think that makes it cooler. They're in uh, <laughs> they're in foreign countries, some foreign countries, it's still very common to use human. PCs for fertilizer. Sure, got to. I do.
Do you really? No. I was going to say, there's, there's some, there is some issues there. Like, yeah, there's some E. coli. Uh, there can be E. coli problems and stuff, yeah. but you just got to do it right. You got to process it right. How do you process it properly? You, uh, you eat it again. And then, <laughs> then it's clean. Yeah. If you and then you shit into the garden. I, you're supposed to poop directly on the field mice and it somehow like, sanitizes And it. then you make a wish. And, <laughs> and the fertilizer goes into the like garden. How, is that how old Satan's get started? Uh, you poop on a mouse, <laughs> have a nice house. Or something like, you know, if, it, uh, if Johnny Cochran taught us anything, if it rhymes, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Rest in so peace, really, Johnny Cochran. Is he dead? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I saw a uh, Book of Mormon on uh, Broadway when I was up in New York uh, a month or so ago. Rag. And <laughs> uh, there's this h- hilarious scene. Like They make reference to freaky Mormon hell dreams a couple times throughout the thing, like... You know, because Mormons might be allegedly so oppressed that their dreams are essentially nightmares of mm-hmm. all the sins that they could be committing. And so the main character has a dream about being in hell, and that's a big musical sequence. And he's visited in that dream by like Hitler. I can't remember some other like terrible dictator, a historical dictator person, and, and maybe at least another one, and then Johnny Cochran also. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a, wow. and they each like they came up and they talked very in like one sentence briefly about what their atrocity was, and Johnny Cochran's like, and I got OJ off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go. It's good stuff. Here we go. Blow cells, blow cells, where we sell good. Mm-hmm. <laughs>